Hello, this is Ruslan Malinovsky. Hello, this is Roman Yeremchuk. Hello, I'm Sergey Rebro. And you're listening to Ukraine Plus Football. He's heading east, he's heading east, he's heading football's heading east, he's heading east, he's heading east, he's heading football's heading east, he's heading east, he's heading east, he's heading football's heading east. Welcome to Ukraine Plus Football, the number one home of Ukrainian football in English language. I'm your host, Adam from Ukrafoot24, and as always, I'm joined by my two excellent co-hosts. Ray, how are you doing, mate? Bit snowy outside. I hope that snow doesn't uh, scare our today's guest, Adam, which is a very special episode for us today. Indeed. Uh, hello, guys, and it's great to be here again. And as well. You may remember in one of our recent episodes, he's, he was complaining about the lack of snow when he was in Ukraine. Now he's gone. We've had the big storm for us coming. Mr. Zoria Londonsk, how are you doing, mate? Yeah, I'm doing very well. Cheers. I am looking forward to this one, being interested in finding a bit more about this particular person that we'll be talking to today since he joined the UPL all the way back last year. So... I think it's going to be going to be an interesting one for sure. It certainly is. Now, as we've kind of been keeping it secret, but we're really, really honoured today to have Amilcar Kajovi join us. I'm going to introduce him a bit more in a second, but of course, for some of you who don't know so much about Amilcar, not only is, a, is he a fantastic footballer who's made his debut in the UPL this season, he's a huge internet sensation with over, was it 450 thousand followers on TikTok, which is an incredible amount. We look forward to finding out a bit more about all of that as well today. But Amilcar, thank you so much for joining us. How are you? I think you're back in the UK. Hope it's yeah. not too cold over there. Hi, I'm fine. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, I'm back in the UK now. I'm back in Manchester. Ah, brilliant. Now, of course, for us Brits, foreigners who are involved in Ukrainian football, when a young lad moves to Ukraine from Morecambe, it raises some eyebrows. Now, when this move came back, what did you know about the UPL before you came? Well, I didn't know much about it. All I know about it was basically like uh, Shakhtar Donetsk, Dynamo Kiev, and it was like a really, really cool country. Like before moving there, um, all I knew, like for example, like I knew a couple of players from there, like Fernandinho, Fred, Douglas Costa, like loads of Brazilians go to like Ukraine to play football and they get like chances to move like abroad to like Europe teams, like big teams and stuff. So when I heard that, then I was thinking like it might be something for me in that. That's pretty interesting in general. So as you mentioned, came over from Morecambe. Mm. Started your career in Spain, via Valacano. Do you want to tell us maybe a bit about your early years? So you're born in Spain, I'm guessing, and then how yeah. did you come to Morecambe? And then I was I was born in Spain. Uh, I played for Avecano for um, four or five years. I played there. Um, then I moved over to England because my mum had uh, found a job in England. So I just came over to England, um, started school training and stuff. I, I got scarred at Morecambe. Uh, I went there for trial for like two weeks. Uh, I got signed there, I signed a two-year scholarship. So yeah, I was there for two years, but then I didn't have a scholarship, I didn't like get to, um, they didn't offer me a professional contract. So then I was just training, going trials to a couple of clubs, just going trials, trying. And then, yeah, just from there, just one day I had to call my agent, he told me like, he heard about this club in Ukraine, that it could be like something familiar. And then 
it was a big decision, obviously, because, you know, moving to Ukraine just from England by yourself, the weather, the language barrier, all of that. I was just like a bit nervous. I was thinking, like, I have to think about it. At first, I wasn't sure about it, but I my research, and then I was thinking, like, am I just going to go and give it a go and see what comes of it? All right. That sounds like a uh, good start in Ukraine for you, Amy. Uh, how can you compare the um, career development you had uh, back then in uh, Morecambe and in Poltava when you first came. What, was, uh, the, what were the differences and challenges for you t- in terms of uh, development as a football player? I mean, the first thing when I, when I got to Ukraine that shocked me the most was the weather. I was like, wow, like, if I have to play here, I have to be ready for the weather. And then when I, did, uh, when I got to Poltava and I had my first training session with like Voskla, uh, I, I was surprised by the quality. The quality was really high. Like, it was right high and intense. Like, I was like surprised at how good they were. And then I felt like, yeah, I'm going to have to work really hard if I'm not getting to be like this club and stuff. And then, because I'm more as well, the way I play I'm more and the way I play at um, start in Ukraine, like the way I play is not like usual in Ukraine. Like I'm a, like a skillful player where I like to dribble and stuff. I'm not really strong. Like, I wouldn't say I'm like a strong, strong, like big player. Because in England, you know, most of the players are like big and strong. Like that's why what they always think like England is big and strong, physical and stuff. So when I came to Ukraine, it was a bit the same, like all physical as well, the physical in Ukraine, like in England. So I was like, you know, I think I can do something here. And then after the first couple of sessions, it was hard for me because the fitness as well there, because I had like a little break. It was maybe like uh, four months. I didn't like play like full 90 minutes and stuff. So when I first, the first couple of weeks, there, it was really hard. Uh, to be honest, it was hard. But then during the like more one month or two months, I got used to it, and then yeah. We were curious about that, and it's I mean it's a huge transition coming across. I mean, having done it myself uh, many years ago now, it's it, it is a to call it a culture shock. It's probably quite mild. But I just want to go back a couple of steps. Obviously, you mentioned earlier that you started your career at Rayo Vallecano, then Morecambe, now Bivorskla. We do get a little bit confused. What national teams are you actually eligible for? Because we never quite know which one you represent. Yeah, I get that question a lot. So basically, I was born in Spain, so um, I could play for Spain. And then I lived in England five years now, so I could also play for England. Mm-hmm. And then my, my mom and parents, like, so my parents are from like, my mom is from Ivory Coast. And my dad is from Guinea-Bissau, so I'm also eligible to play for them too. So uh, Ivory Coast and Guinea-Bissau. So we'll have Spain, England, Guinea-Bissau and uh, Ivory Coast. Has anyone from UAF approached you yet to play for <laughs> not, you? Not, not yet. Pretty <laughs> yeah, soon, but yeah, not yet. Oh, brilliant, brilliant, brilliant. Yakubu, who's, who's, yeah. who's been reported to... <laughs> <laughs> As we're already talking about the, the fact that you moved to Ukraine and maybe the first initial steps as to how you ended up there. Obviously, you said that your, your agent proposed the move, but how difficult was the actual commitment to actually go, go to Ukraine on the sense yeah. that, you know, it's, it's not every day you go to mm. Outpiece. And did you know much about Vorska, the club itself, before, mm. you, before you moved out there? No, to be honest, um, when, when I got told I was going to go to Ukraine and the team, I feel being honest, I didn't know nothing about the team. Um, I was just like, they, I knew it was a Premier League team. They, they, like, they do well in the league, like most of the years. They play Europa League. So I was thinking, okay, they play against big teams like Shakhtar and Dynamo Kiev. In my head, I was thinking like, wow, if I go to Ukraine from Mokum to like a Premier League club in Ukraine, 
and I get myself to the world and get like a chance to play with first team and play against big teams like you don't care or Shakhtar and stuff like this. I was like, you know what, that would be good. But then I was also thinking, I spoke to my I spoke to my family and stuff, like they were like worried about me, thinking like, yes, it's a big move for you. Like obviously because I've been living like Spain, England, so like different countries over there. I'm used to like moving around, but I hired move like by myself. Like when I moved from Spain to England and with my family and stuff. But now it's a big move from like going from England to a whole completely country where they speak like a different language, different traditions and stuff. So we had like a good talk, me and my family about it, thinking that you're ready, like you have to be mentally strong and stuff. Like you're not gonna understand like the stuff down there. So then after like maybe like a week of talking, like also with my dad, because my dad is in Spain, he's not in England. So I also called with my dad. My dad was like, like if that was you want, like you want, because I told him like, this is might be one of my big opportunities I'm gonna have now because I didn't have any club at the moment. I wasn't playing for any club, so I was also a bit like stressed out because I didn't have a professional contract. And in England, it's really hard now, like because we don't do the COVID stuff. It was really hard to like get a club in England. So I was like, you know what? I wanna play football, so I'm just gonna get the chance. You have to be strong enough. Go there, try my best, and just go and kill it there. And then and kill he went. Uh, what can you tell us about the international community in Poltava? I mean, because it's as you as a part of your settlement in the city, and you've been there quite uh, for quite a while. Uh, what can you tell us about the uh, sort of expat community or anyone? How is the language barrier going on? And uh, did anybody in particular help you to settle uh, in Poltava? Well, yeah, when I first got to Poltava, I couldn't understand anything or read anything because even the letters are different. Like that, that thing was just like the letters are different. And then the language is just like, everyone's talking, I was just like, how am I gonna speak this language and stuff? And then I got there now, met my, met my teammates and stuff. They didn't really speak English in my team as well. Like second on the 19th, they don't really speak English. So I was thinking like, oof, this is gonna be tough. Like, how am I gonna communicate with people and stuff? Even I'm walking on the street, I see like people talking, I'm thinking, oh, it's gonna be tough. But then when I trained once uh, with the first team, when I was there on trial, I also trained with the first team. I saw um, Jakubu, uh, Kane, uh, by that time, like when I first came, Papa Liu, you know who he, he was, uh, the tall center back, he was there as well. The, the, some of them speak Spanish and French, I can speak French as well. So some of them spoke French, Spanish, English. So then also when I was inside, like the accommodation where I stayed, they will come, like uh, Jakubu will also come to my room, uh, talk, talk, talk to me about like, what well, like, the main things in Ukraine, like oh, the coaching, the stuff, like, what time you have to go breakfast, uh, dinner. He would take me out sometimes around the city to just like get about, know where I'm going. He helped me. I was also like, had to get taxis in like Poltava and stuff like so I can move around. So I would say like the people from like outside Ukraine helped me as well because they've been there before me for like a year. They came with me, like they came from like, like me from another country to Ukraine. So they really knew like what's going on. Like they told me it's going to be hard. Like, you might, you might think about sometimes like, oh, I miss home and stuff, but you've got to be strong enough. They told me if I miss home anytime, I can just call them, talk to them. They will help me around. And they really helped me settle in. And then their coach as well. Some of the one, one player from the team also speaks English in my team. So when we train and stuff, the first like week, I didn't understand anything, but their coach will like stop it. And like, I will just go back in the queue and I'll see what they do first. And then I'll do it. And then he will know like the basic, like one, one two touch, like, stop, pass, dribbling, shoot. And then after doing it uh, every time, you just get used to it. So now it's all right, to be honest. And the people in Portau as well, they're really like, 
They're nice and kind, to be honest. Like, and does the coach speak English? Um, no. No, we have a translator there. Well, the first thing had a translator. We're the second team now. Now, I, I, I wouldn't say I speak Russian, but I can understand a little bit. Like, I know the basics. <laughs> the football, yeah. like, I know the basics now. I can manage myself a little bit. So, mm-hmm. training now for me, it's all right. I can understand what they're saying. I can understand anything. He will stop you and come to me and I'll be like, yeah, do this, do that. But I can <laughs> manage that. I mean, you mentioned there a bit about how um, Yakuba in particular sort of helped you adapt to Ukrainian yeah. Poltava culture. One of the things I think many people from outside of football don't don't realise is what clubs do to help players now move across into new communities or new new countries in your case. Um so when you arrived in Poltava, what did the club actually have prepared for you? You mentioned something about accommodation for it. Oh, well, yeah. So when I got to Poltava, I got the train because Poltava is uh, six hours away from Kiev. That's the capital because Ukraine is a really big country. So when I got to Poltava, well, I got to Kiev first and I had to go to Poltava. They helped me to get to Poltava from Kiev to Poltava. And then from Poltava, they, they had like this, like the club's taxi, let's say like, you know, like their cars, they pick, they picked me up from the train station and then they took me to the accommodation where I get a room, everything's inside, like there's a restaurant, there's a swimming pool, a gym, there's pitches outside for you to do extra training and stuff. It's really actually all right. It's just the all the places, all the places stay in the same accommodation. Uh, first in place and second second in place, but first in place, most of them they stay in their own apartment or they have their rooms they have their rooms as well in the accommodation. We've touched on a bit on uh, the manager before. Uh, so you see that uh, Yuri Maximov is kind of a um, hard-boiled coach here in Ukraine, mm. like he's a bit of a rock and roll uh, mm. style manager and uh, uh, he has uh, a huge background, but we could never uh, speak to, for English speaking audience, uh, we never t- uh, got a chance to introduce him as uh, such figure. What can you tell us about? Massimo, like, like you said, People say like he's a hard, like very like intense. But when I've been training with him and I've been with him, he's really calm. Like he just calm coach and he understands foreign foreign players because he's played before in Germany, because he was a football player before. So he understands like foreign players and stuff. So when we train and stuff, he also like when we don't understand something or like let's say we're doing like a, a rondo, and then we might it's one two touches and I do like two touches the first time. To be like, oh, it's one and two touches. Like he, like he understands that. Like, I, I understand anything, and he always help you and ask you if you're okay and stuff like. And we have also translator when he's there, so he knows. Like he, he's, he said it himself. Like he knows the foreign players when he comes from another country. He's been there. He, he, so he has like he can relate to it. So it's a really, she's a really, really good person to be honest, and it helps a lot. So you're currently obviously with the first team now. Obviously, you made your first team debut. You signed like the pro contract, but the first I don't know season that you joined. Yeah. Obviously, you joined last winter. Yeah, we obviously didn't see much of you like for the first team or anything like yeah. that. What were you actually up to? Because obviously, I know you played for the reserves, the under nineteens. What, what, what actually did that consist? So of? what, what happened? It was like it was really frustrating because. I got there on a two-week trial. They signed me. They told me, oh, yeah, we're going to offer you a professional contract. So now uh, I'm playing with them. So now I signed. So I was expecting to play when I signed. But there was a problem with the registration. So it was a big problem with it. So I couldn't play or anything. I could just train, train. And then when I just got to play now, so like, um, the registration was over and stuff. We had a, a winter break. And then 
I came back and they told me, because uh, they told me I would go with the first into Turkey. So then I was like a mini, you have like a small calm before starting like uh, the second the second leg. So now I've gone to Turkey with the first team, we're training, uh, I get to play a couple of games with them, training, stuff, all is, all is going well. So I'm expecting to come back now, like hit the ground, play with uh, second team first. If I'm doing well, got some with the first team. And the first week back, I'm training, and then the days before the game, I've done my knee. I, I got injured. I was out for like maybe six months, seven months. I was just, re, just got injured, didn't, didn't get to play anything, any games. I just had to go back to England and do my rehab in England and then hit it back when I, when I got back. But yeah, that's why I didn't see much of me because I didn't really play last year. I didn't play any games because I was just injured and then registration in Yorkham. It was frustrating because I was there trying to play and then I didn't get to play any games. Oh, that's a shame. But at least you're, uh, you know, back to recovery and hitting the ground yeah. right now. So that's all good to see. You certainly yeah. are hitting the ground running, and it's, it's it's especially the sort of the back end of this autumn autumn term, as we sometimes refer to it. Uh, it's been very impressive. Obviously, at Volsco, it's a fantastic team that you've got got there, and that uh, Maximov has been building over the last couple of years. Um, a player that I've been following a lot over the last few years and is, is having a bit of trouble at the moment, uh, Vlad Vakula. He's been one of your teammates, hasn't he, in the under-19s? He, he was a fanta- has fantastic potential. What's he like training with? What's he like as, he, as, as a teammate? He's a very good person. I, I, I've talked to him personally. Like, he's a really, really good, good lad, but he's a really good player. He's a really good player. Like, when I train with him, I look at him thinking, yeah, he's unbelievable. Like, his technique, like, he's just like, I like this kind of players because I see myself, like, the way he plays because he's a very skillful player, creative, enjoys football. So I've been playing, with, I don't really know what's going on between him and the first team because I'm not, like, aware of all that kind of stuff. But from what I know of training with him and knowing him, he's a really good lad and has very much potential, like you said. But apart from that, I don't know what's really going on with the first team because I know he was the first team with the first game. But then after that, he's come training with us a couple of times, training with us as well. So I don't really know what's going on, but he's a really good player. Cool. Kind of gives me a bit of hope for the future there. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, oh, well, on the topic of players, I think maybe we can just move on to probably the star man of Vorskla's season so far, Olivier Till. Olivier what's Till, what's yeah. he like to play with? Because he's he, he quite, is, what yeah. a great campaign he's had so far. When I see him playing sometimes, I'm just like, how, like, just you just question yourself like how like he's just such a good player and he's so calm like he's so humble as well like just you you get to know him you seems a really calm player like you play with him and he just plays like no one's playing around him like I watch him play sometimes like it's a role model for me because I see him play I'm thinking because he first came as well from like uh, Russian league I'm I'm sure he came when he first came to Ukraine we went Turkey and they were like mm, it's gonna be hard for him because Ukrainian league like it's really hard and stuff. The first year he was there, he was getting used to it. And then this year he's just been hitting the ground. Like, I think every game has caught or assist. And then you watch him play and you're thinking, yeah, this guy is just amazing. Like, he's a really good player. And also he speaks Spanish. He speaks Spanish, English and French. So we got along very well because he helps me a lot as well. I've been going out with him eating as well because he can speak my language as well. So he calls me sometimes. He's a very good lad. He always asks me, how, how am I? and get on with me as well. So he's a really good guy. He's a really good guy. Uh, it's good to have uh, bilingual uh, teammates, uh, indeed, uh, yeah. uh, Amy. What about the impressions you got from uh, 
Ukraine when you first came and now because you spent some time and what advice can you give to such players like Olivier Till who consider coming to Ukraine at some point of their career or just like you said for you for yourself it was a big call up and you decided to do it and you uh, you don't regret anything so yeah. we, what kind of advice could you uh, give to s- such guys like you or Olivier Till well so if you ever thinking of moving like to Ukraine or just abroad just just think like like you're going there, you know, just going there to play. You're going there for yourself. Like you're going there to achieve something. Like just think about it. Like as a as a target. Like you're going there to hit the ground and just don't focus on like home because you think you think a lot about going back home. What's gonna happen? Um, like it's you have to be very you have to be mentally strong to go out there abroad. You have to be mentally strong and just believe in yourself. Basically, not not much like because once you get there, you will you will see like it's not like it won't be that bad as you think it could be it will actually be alright. Just another country basically with different languages. But once you get to know people, everyone is everyone will like treat you well, help you, help you out. And you will always find ways if it's with the language or the game, you will get used to it. You just have to get used to it. Just to go a little further into that, what are your sort of your highlights so far from your time in Ukraine away from the club? What do you enjoy about Poltavron? For me it's always sort of the Ukrainian food, which was a bit yeah. of a pleasant surprise. Anything there that you enjoy? Um, well, me, there's this place in Poltava that I really like. It's this place, it's called uh, Walker. I go there like a lot when I'm free. I like to go there because they have these chicken wings that are so nice. <laughs> uh, they're so nice. And also the croissants, there's this kind of croissants they have there as well. I even brought some from, from Ukraine because they were so nice. And the tea, <laughs> that's all I can say. I like the croissant and you know that pancake that they put like cheese inside it's also really nice so wow. I like the food to be honest it's, it's really nice some of the food there have you had borscht? yes of course <laughs> good really, man really, good I man. love it yeah. oh, brilliant brilliant no, that's top stuff we, that's one of our favourite questions to always ask uh, guests whether, whether they're fans of the cuisine and yeah. you know some people are a lot surprised that they're like all oh, bit put off by maybe sometimes it's not visually the most appealing, but yeah. it's nice on the whole. The taste is different though. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Taste it's not all. It's not everything about the looks. You have to taste it. One hundred percent. So I think as we're coming sort of towards the end of the interview, uh, we obviously have to touch upon the TikTok fame. So mm. <laughs> you're a footballer by day, and then also TikTok superstar yeah. by night. Essentially, um, I remember watching a video. I think from friend of the pod Roman Bebek did a uh, bombardier interview with you just briefly one time I think when he was in Turkey and he was yeah. talking to you about your TikTok career and since then you've got even bigger what's yeah. the how did you get started in that and uh, how you have know, you got so big so basically you know when we had like quarantine like the proper quarantine we couldn't go out or anything I was at home every single day like I couldn't even go out to train and stuff I was at home every day and TikTok it wasn't even a thing back then but one day I just downloaded it, kept going and just said, oh, let me post one video, like just like for jokes and stuff. And then I remember one of my videos but like it got eleven point five million views. And then I was like, Whoa, I see just my followers going up. So I was bored basically. I was just in quarantine. I was just making videos and stuff. I just kept making videos and then when I just realized I had like hundred K followers, I was like, Wow, it's crazy. And then my followers just kept going up and up. And for people who haven't seen your TikTok or maybe aren't so familiar, what kind of content do you put up there? I, I just post like, just put like myself, a couple of clips of football. When I travel, I like to do like vlogs when I travel and stuff. 
like all the country that I go out to and stuff like that. So if you go to you see a lot of me traveling or me sometimes with my friends and stuff. But yeah, nothing very special to be honest. Just got the appeal, mate. Star appeal. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's absolutely incredible. Like, and my congratulations to you for I mean, the fantastic success that you've, you've been having off the pitch and now the fantastic success we're having on the pitch. I mean, yeah. for, for me, uh, one final question from me now going in, you know, we're in the winter break. What are your, your main goals for the remainder of this season? So my main goal now is to go back, make sure I keep my, like, my level, that I, the way I ended it, keep it up. The, way, the, same, the same way I ended it, keep it up. Get back, touch ground, hit the grass, and hopefully just stay with the first team and get more appearances with the first team and hopefully more goals and stuff to come. Oh, yeah, stay with the first team now and get back. Hopefully, keep playing with the second team. If I'm doing well, maybe I can opportunity to keep like playing with the first team, stay with the first team more time. Well, we wish you the best of success. We really do. It's been it's been it's been great to watch your story over you know the past year and a half, and now to have the opportunity to get a bit more insight into it all as it's been great this evening. So thank you so much for your, for your time. We've, Thanks. we've really enjoyed it for, for people who are listening, who for some reason don't know about your TikTok and all of that, where can they find your videos? Where can they find you on Instagram? And the uh, it's, it's, it's basically my same name. Uh, as on Instagram, ACD7 underscore the same thing. You want to find it, you can search it up, but yeah, it's not really a hard name. <laughs> Uh, fair enough, fair enough. That's fantastic. Andrew, Ray, I think you agree. Been a been a great episode tonight. I've been real good insight. So it really was. I love it. I love I love chatting to uh different players from different backgrounds coming to Ukraine, hearing their stories and Amokar literally wishing you all the best in the future. Hopefully it does continue after that sort of unfortunate first year. I hope full strength for good health and to the moon. Thank you. Ray, any new listeners dropping in on this one? Your socials, mate? It's Instagramable and casual. New collection lined up, so keep it posted. <laughs> <laughs> and Andrew? Zorio Londonsk on Instagram and Twitter. And of course, check out our YouTube channel, Ukraine Plus Football. And of course, I'm Adam at Ukrafot24. You can follow me across all the socials as well. There's been a, a great episode here today with Amilka. And uh, till next time. Take care, stay safe. Goodbye for now.